Hello everybody and welcome. Thank you all for tuning in. You may be wondering who I am. So today we have a special collaboration between Dr. Cavetti's Orthopedics Podcast and my podcast, The Pivot Point. Uh, my name is Bardia Ivazi. Uh, I'm an MBA student at UNLV. Primarily today we'll be talking about business, but um, I do have experience in biomedical sciences, so I'm more than happy to talk about medicine today as well. But uh, without further ado, thank you, Dr. Cravetti, for being here with me today. Well, you're welcome. Uh, it's nice to have uh, another podcaster in the room running the show today. <laughs> yes, sir. So I'm happy to be your guest, and thanks so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. Um, so let's start off for any new listeners, just very briefly, um, what's your career story? How did you come to Las Vegas? That's a good story. Yeah. So I'm a kid from Jersey, mar yes. married a girl from Texas. That doesn't normally happen. Uh, but I did drag that gal to Jersey for medical school and for residency, and we ended in Ohio. So I'm, I wasn't the most popular person uh, from a weather standpoint. So when it came time to graduate residency and get my butt a job, uh, she said, uh, we're going to Vegas. And I said, well, I've never actually been to Vegas, nice. not even on vacation. So we came out, we uh, met some great doctors out here, some new techniques in surgery that I thought were just going to be groundbreaking and mm -hmm. were really going to set me apart from some of the other docs. One of the trainers, Dr. Todd Swanson here in town, um, really kind of set me on the road to being different surgically and being maybe a little more innovative, a little more advanced. Um, and I chose to work with him for a year. That's called a fellowship. And that year really taught me a lot about medicine. And it's so great that we're talking business today mm -hmm. as well because Dr. Swanson was a great mentor. Um, not only was he a great surgeon, one of the best I've ever seen uh, after traveling the country with many different surgeons, but also the business side. Mm -hmm. He uh, was president of his group. You know, he really was always dialed into what was new, what was good for the group from a business standpoint, something you as a physician don't really get an opportunity right. uh, to be part of. Unfortunately, I elect, well, unfortunately, I shouldn't say that. Fortunately, I decided to go out on my own instead of joining his group, which at that time was 20 different surgeons. But you feel like he was a good mentor for you. <clears throat> Fantastic. All these, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. This is where the hard knocks came in. Yeah. I uh, went out and put out my own shingle, you know, 24 years ago. And if you can imagine uh, back then, this little Jersey guy with a, you know, Big deep voice, I remember, you know, <laughs> going out and starting that fight um, and all the lessons I've learned over the years. And as you know, uh, Crivetti Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is my baby. Um, I have two different surgery centers, overnight stay suites, which we pioneered in 2009 and 10. Um, we've got two big facilities. Just We've just done so many cool things and I learned a lot along the way. It's incredible. Did you have this vision from the start or did it like slowly evolve into what it is now? You know, I've got a little entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think when I started out, I started out doing a lot of things. And uh, the surgery center, when my wife said, will you stop doing these other things, was the start of focusing on medicine and business of medicine and really making it work uh, because you know, can imagine the challenges mm -hmm. in that field. And then the vision definitely grew to this. Um, I hope to have another center, I have my second center, yes. hope to have a third center um, uh -huh. as soon as I uh, recover from the reeling of the second center. <laughs> 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 we will talk about that a little bit. That's so funny. <laughs> but, yes. I want to touch a little bit on the messaging. You have such some of the most powerful marketing I've seen of any medical office. Uh, some of the phrases, I want to know who made these because these are really great. Uh, recover like a rock star. 
getting you back in your game, and I can again, which I think is my favorite. Uh, what does that mean to you? I can again. Yeah. All right. So messaging. So we chose to go a different route when it came to reaching our patients. Mm -hmm. I think the traditional route was to um, meet primary care physicians, encourage the referrals, uh, service those referrals and build your practice. And I think there's definitely a part of that uh, hustling your butt off in the emergency room is probably the other side and getting those referrals. We decided to take a direct to consumer, a DTC approach. Believe it or not, I met my wife as a pharmaceutical rep back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. In early 1990, the direct to consumer world in pharma became huge. It was right when it first started in 89, and then in Two, in, in 90, they spent over $2 billion in direct-to-consumer marketing. And the reason they did that is because they're smart and they're effective and it works, right? So we took that same approach. So what we were looking for were things that, how would we message our patients and just let them know it's going to be all right. You know, you're going to be different. You're going to do what you didn't do before. So I can again, which we came up with um, <laughs> out one time. <laughs> I, I think we had had a beard too. And we're, we're, that was one of our brainstorming and some potato skins and fries. And we decided, come on, let's do this. And it, we came up with I can again. We jumped on uh, uh, GoDaddy and we're like, hey, is ICanAgain.com available? And it was, and it was nice. literally the start of 15 years of wow. encouraging folks to get back to the things that they love. So also known as getting back into your game. Wow, that's incredible. Greatest ideas come from a beer and just having, <laughs> just going out. Um, and brainstorming with great people. Yes, sir. <laughs> sitting around a table with people with creative ideas like <laughs> our marketing folks and, and uh, we're all friends and we work hard together to, to come up with new messages. You know, marketing gets very stale. When you do something for 24 years, we talked about our marketing in the beginning. Don't ever let this get stale. Mm -hmm. Let's keep doing mm -hmm. something new. Let's try a new program. You know, we've done commercials. We've done radio. We've done Billboards ads, as well. Billboards. Yes. Right? Try and take a billboard down, mm -hmm. and you should see the phone calls we got. We thought they thought I died. Oh I'm my like, no, god! No, nobody died. We just decided we were going to move on, and do something a little different. So we had to put it back up. <laughs> <laughs> and I see it every day, <laughs> which is which is how you know it works. Um, anyway, so um, another thing that you touched on on your website was creating an out of hospital experience in a state of the art surgical facility, which is some of the rooms that you just mentioned. Uh, what were your biggest challenges in creating this facility? I know you have one in Henderson, and now this office here in Summerlin. So we don't have time for that, but I'm going to give you the, the Cliff Notes version. Sure. All right. Um, the Cliff Notes version is we tried to, we, we didn't try, we did. We took patients out of the hospitals, okay, that were having joint replacement surgery, and we put them in a surgery center, and we changed their experience to a five-star overnight experience where they don't have an IV, they don't have a gown, they're in their clothes, they're with their families, uh, and they're staying overnight with our concierge nurses and staff. So what we realized is that people that have hip and knee replacement are not sick. They didn't need the hospital environment, unless of course they have certain illnesses that we needed to be a little more careful about. So the biggest challenges was regulatory and probably all the things I'm not really great at. Mm -hmm. For instance, mm -hmm. I do things for the right reason. 
right? So we had to go on a lot of forgiveness, not a lot of permission, because I didn't know the questions to ask. I didn't know that I had to go to this regulatory body and say, is it okay if I take care of somebody in my office? And then, of course, the inspection started. Um, I'll tell you one of the best stories, and this will exemplify it. We were going to open in December of 2010, and the governing body at the Board of Health came and shut us down on a Friday before the Monday that my first six surgeries were going to be. And there's a guy that works there, and he's just a wonderful guy, came out, and I said, look, come out and just see what we do. Because they accused us of not doing what we said we were going to do in our license application. They came out, and the fella that came out and shut us down became my patient. The head of the department who shut us down ended up testifying at the Board of Health for my final license. So the point is, you know, stick to something great, put your heart by it, do it for the right reason, Uh and sure enough, all the money and the licensure took care of itself. So that's the the short answer of the number of challenges it took to do something Mm -hmm. different. And some of your patients have gotten the chance to even come on your podcast. What <laughs> yeah. was it like for them? I imagine it just strengthens your relationship so much and they just, it's not a level of care, I think. What was it like for them? Yeah, I, and I think if you'd, if you'd ask them how quickly we become friends. Yeah. You know, when you change somebody's life like that, it's just a, and you know, a guy, Tony Birdie, right? Played ball for the Chargers. Big guy, just a fantastic human. He and his wife, through this experience, became friends and became, uh, you know, kind of family to us. And they are today and really changed his life and getting him back to just something simple like snowboarding, mm-hmm. let alone playing ball with his kids who are as big as he is and uh, being able to travel and do things. So the relationship you develop with your patients is so important to me. So having them on the podcast was such a treat, right? Because they get to share that. And that's un- like that's unpracticed. You know, I, haven't, no re- I haven't seen any doctors <laughs> in my experience to have a podcast and then bring their patient guest. So... Yeah, I wonder why we did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Again, reaching out to patients because who would you? Who do you go to? Your knee hurts, and you go to a surgeon, and you have a surgery. What's that? I want you to tell everybody about that. So the podcast was cool because it gave us a chance for Tony to tell other people that are young like him with a bad knee or hip, get your butt fixed, get back to doing the things you enjoy. And a little bit about their doctors. So they get to learn a little bit about these new doctors that have been to office now before they even come to see them. They do. And you know, when you hire doctors and you're, you're bringing younger folks on to mentor and be part of, you do want them to have the same heart you have. They may not have the same knowledge. They may not be business folks. But you know, you got to see their hearts. And you interview a number of people and you find out the people that really reconnect with you and you connect with them and their lives and their families and their husbands and wives and kids. And those are the folks you want to work with every day. And that's the docs we have here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what's an important piece of advice that you would give to a brand new doctor, fresh out of med school, wanting to start his practice here? <laughs> you mean decide uh, take crazy person medicine? Exactly. No, I think um, I have two surgeon daughters. So when you think about Starting out, it's a real thing for me. One's an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and one's ortho. And I'll tell you, they, when they're starting out, you know, find somebody to show you the ropes. Now get somewhere where people are like you and feel the way you do about patients. One of the things in medicine that really bugs me is that we've lost a little bit of the love of it. We've lost the reason why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We've lost the care piece 
of it and how important it is. The bedside manners. Right. But see, that's what keeps you going. These I can again uh, experiences for me is why I come here. This is 25 years. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere for another 10 or 15 or 20 if uh, you know, God will let me be here. But it's those rewards. So put yourself in a place where you're comfortable, where you're going to get to do that. And I promise you, I promise you that the money and the business and the opportunities will take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Just care about caring first. Do you think that medical schools should sort of reframe their curriculum in a certain way, teach more business classes or teach more of these skills? Yeah, I think if my daughters had their choice, I think uh, dad would be doing a podcast for the university every week to talk about things like negotiating a lease, um, how to negotiate your contract, where do you find an accountant, where do you find an attorney, mm-hmm. uh, all these things. How about capital? Where do you get exactly. money? You exactly. want to put, you know, you want to build a tenant improvement and put, you know, chairs in your office and walls and, and, and equipment. Where do you get the money to do that and how do you negotiate that? So I think it's super important and maybe there's more of a these uh, conferences mm-hmm. that the the medical school on a Friday afternoon you know you bring somebody like myself in and we start to have these question answer sessions and it blows up because I've done it it blows up into how the heck did you do that <laughs> yeah and sometimes I'll know the answer and sometimes I'll have to get back to you yeah how, so. how has it been like to see over the decades the Healthcare industry grow in Las Vegas. Where do you think it's going? Yeah, great an- great question. I don't know. I hope I'll have a great answer. But um, you can't um, get away from the fact that we're growing. I came here 700,000 people. There's 3 million now. Wow. Right? Think about 7,000. So yeah. Patient populations. Incredible. I had one office in Henderson that serviced 250. Now it services 450,000 people. This office services over a million people in the valley. So these numbers are getting, so I think it's growing. I think we got to keep a real close eye on the quality. We, we're Vegas. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes here for medicine. They go here to party, yeah. right? right? Well, you know what? Our patients are coming from all over the country now, whether it be Canada, whether it be Alaska. I got a pipeline. Mm-hmm. No joke intended there. No pun intended. But I got a pipeline of folks. And I've got Iowa, Texas, Colorado, folks who fly in uh, for surgery. And it's so rewarding and complimentary that they picked Vegas. They had eight places to pick from. And they came to have surgery here. Mm-hmm. We're changing the way think people think about our healthcare. We just got to keep everybody on that path. Mm-hmm. Are you excited about the sports coming to Vegas as well? I am. <laughs> I am. You know, I think people move to cities to support their sports team. Yeah. Number one, education for their children. Number two, healthcare for their parents and for their kids and their families. And number three, for gosh sakes, it's sports. Right? I know. People love it. They they want to feel good about something. A lot of us have our transplants here. Mm-hmm. And we've come from towns like I come from Philly. You know, wife comes from Dallas. You know, we come from towns of great sports teams, and it really changes that town. I mean, I don't think I have to tell you what the Stanley Cup champs have done uh, yes. for this town, right? I think I can tell you what the Raiders are doing. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine mm-hmm. when we start looking at the A's and maybe a hoop team here soon? I've heard vicious rumors. Right. Yes. It's it's crazy to see. It really felt like Las Vegas became much more of a real city. We got our own teams. Um, Super Bowl is coming next year, F1. All these sports coming to Vegas, it makes it 
insane. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's you know, the number, entertainment capital of the world. Wouldn't it be cool if it was the sports capital of the world, too? Uh, there's not how many people in our mm-hmm. young sports you know, age get F1 and Super Bowl. Yeah. Just well. So now with the expansion of this office, and you hope to have even more, what overall impact do you hope to have in Las Vegas in the next few years? Yeah, that's a tough one. What impact would I hope to have? Mm-hmm. Again, uh, maybe doing things for the right reasons in medicine, growing the medical community in terms of quality, and keeping that quality, because there are so many great surgeons and doctors in this town. I've met hundreds of them, right? And we always seem to get caught up in the negativity and not in the positivity. So do you mentor as well? Grows. Do you mentor students? Um, we do. We actually work with Toro University. Oh, very uh, nice. We work with one of the fellowships in town, the family practice side. And I think um, it's just, it's rewarding when, as you get older, right? Yes. All of a sudden you you know something <laughs> and all of a sudden you you want to share it and uh, not just with your own children but uh, all the folks that you work with and it's been incredibly rewarding for me absolutely so I think um, that's about all the time we have today but thank you so much Dr. Vitti I learned so much and it was just incredible learning about the business side of medicine um, good luck with everything I'm really looking forward to more offices more billboards coming by my house <laughs> Yes. So thank you so much. Wake up and see my mug in the morning. Yes. I, I, I apologize for that. But thank you very much for having me today. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Covetti.